California dream. It's a good song, isn't it? Oh, it's a great song. Yeah, I don't dislike the song at all. All right, so let's talk about some of the things that... Uh, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk you about mentioned baby. that there is a, uh, a top-level domain, dot .sucks. Dots, oh, it's just coming out. Yeah. Dot .sucks is coming out. Yeah, it's sunrise period, which means you can... It's like I think Sunrise is the second period uh, of of uh, releases. The whatever comes before Sunrise, you can get a domain, but it's crazy expensive. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars expensive. Yeah. And then the Sunrise period is just a little expensive at like twenty five hundred dollar expensive. But the thing is, Dot Sucks is like it's just extortion. It's there's every trademark holder that has twenty five hundred dollars to burn needs to register dot sucks dot because, sucks trademarks. Well, that here's my issue with that: they don't. I don't think top level domains have caught on at all. Everyone so is still the, dot the, com. So the company I work for, I don't think we're going to get the dot sucks because it's twenty five hundred dollars. We did get the Avir dot xxx. <laughs> to keep shit from showing up there. But avere is an Italian word for to have. Oh, okay. So there's all... I mean, it's not just squatters trying to dick with us. But there's also... Could be people... An Italian porn site that wants <laughs> to do something with it, I guess. But my point, though, is that top-level domains are a scam in the first place. They're... There was a time when it was thought that top-level domains would become a new, uh, a, a kind of a new wild west, and then there would be a whole bunch of new ways of. But, of doing but there's places. been no big internet businesses that run off of. I mean, what? The closest I can think of to something would be .tv. That was Imager. A big attempt. Imagers on UR or something, right? Or, no, it's on. It's not on commerce. Like on imager is a dot com. I mean, there there are okay. some. I mean, yeah, Tuvalu started selling out their TVs. Yeah, yeah, that didn't take off. But I mean, this might change once there's a Twitter on a top level domain. What do you mean, <clears throat> the dot Twitter? Well, once there's no, once there's a twit dot tr or or. But I mean these new these new generic top level domains. There's dot beer. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about this? Sure. You don't, you won't worry about anyone stealing it because you're not going to pay seventy five bucks no, for it. No, I don't care. So to register a domain on dot beer, it's seventy five bucks. So a couple of weeks ago, Greg and I were wondering whether it was worth registering CBR. Wondering's bill is a bit too too strong. I don't think I really put much consideration. Well, I was wondering, and I asked you. Yeah. We talked about it on the air. We teased on the air whether we could... Because if we had CBR.beer, it'd be a shorter referral link. Than craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Right. But the problem is, people aren't used to generic top-level domains. Yeah. And if you tell them to go to CBR.beer slash Amazon, they're going to put a .com in there. It's Right. The, the, the problem is the band-aid problem, right? It, it's... People don't it's, understand. It's gotten so so much a part of how people use the internet.com that using something different than .com feels wrong. It feels 
a little bit like your you don't talk about band-aids as adhesive strips. You don't say go to the store and mm-hmm. get me some adhesive yeah, strips. Yeah. The comms king. Yeah. Even when there, you know, there's .gov, people know about, and there's .net, but people are still but, much I mean, more even if to we go had, if, if we were craftbeerradio.org, yeah. people would fuck it up. Yeah. All the time. All the fucking time. I mean... I know .com's king. I mean, the day that my daughter and son were born, I registered AllisonBear.com and MaxBear.com. Right. And I'll keep those registered for them. And I mean, even though .com originally meant commercial, and those were in no way commercial company, sites. Company. I thought it was commercial, but okay. I'll, I'll I mean, it might be commercial. I thought it was company. Uh, you know, and there's .me, which is supposed to be the personal site, right. so AllisonBear.me would... But there's been no proof it's taken off. And I think that if there's two Allison Bears in 20 years, the AllisonBear.com is going to be the cooler of the two. Over, <laughs> you know, over the AllisonBear.me or .info or .whatever. I mean, it, it, it's so funny because there's, like, the example would be my company, SimpleView. If you go to SimpleView.com, it's some Christian websites. We had to write, so our company is SimpleViewInc.com. Yeah. It's not SimpleView.net or SimpleView.beer or whatever. It's SimpleViewInc.com because we got to get a .com. Yeah. So the whole idea of these top-level domains being anything but just, you know, the weird recesses of, of the net. But the other thing is, the, the counter-argument is... How often do you actually use domain names anymore? If you want to find a company, say you want to go to Boulevard Brewing. Do you try to find Boulevard's website or do you Google it? You Google it. Well, I, I do, at least. I Google it. And uh, Okay, so when you Google it, did you think there I is... I love Googling myself. <laughs> when you Google a brewery... For example, I'm just using a brief example because mm-hmm. it's a good example. Is there any value in the .com over the .beer? If Go- I mean, I mean, if Google penalizes .beer, that's one thing. But right. presume that's equal. Right. So you're trying to find a brewery, and 50% of the breweries in the world are on .beer, and the other 50% are on the .com. But that's not the case. Okay, ten um, percent are dot beer, ninety percent are dot com. I don't even think that's the case. But uh, let's pretend that's the case. Okay, I think that's a good analog for our argument. Ninety ten. You want to find a brewery? Yeah. Does it change your life at all that it's a different TLD? Not the first time I go there, but the second, third, and fourth time maybe. But you're going to type B-O-U-L-E and Chrome's going to say, hey, you recently went to Boulevard.beer. Well, I think that's, yeah, I think that's probably right. I think that's probably true. So domain names are, I mean, so so my, my devil's advocate argument, and I'm not sure I'm willing to stand behind it 100%, but my, okay. my devil's advocate argument is domain names are, like, compared to, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, domain names are like almost irrelevant. Your argument is that top-level domains are essentially fungible. Because people don't use those for addressing. They don't search by typing in names. But that also makes, that that also 
flies against the dot sucks argument because you could make averesucks.com well, or averesucks.net. No, I think the, I think would be, the I think the argument is say you're Comcast. Yeah. Right? Someone's going to register Comcast sucks and it's going to be this clear it's going to be this clearinghouse for why Comcast sucks. But there already be this are huge, clearinghouses for Comcast. But I mean, it's going to You could just search for Comcast sucks on Google and 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 I'm I guarantee you there'll be a million. Okay. All right, right. So, good point. That's a very good point. So, you search for Google like I fucking hate Comcast or Comcast sucks. Does it ma- does it matter not to you but to you know does it matter in the in the grand scheme whether there is comcast.sucks in that result no. set I The same right. way that right. it doesn't matter if there's a dot beer and you go into Google and you're going to that one So the only thing that matters is the like let's say the executives who have thin skin right or who don't this, understand how the internet works There's this site that is trashing us and well, it uses our trademark, mm-hmm. right? In the in the DNS name. But you could say ComcastSucks.com too, right? Yeah, exactly. Or ComcastSucks.net, or ComcastReallySucks.com. Or, well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, you got to squat on so many domains. Comcast really sucks. Comcast really really sucks. Comcast, Comcast can sucks. Luck, suck my dick. Dot com. Right. You know? <laughs> Comcast is worse than dot beer. I mean, you can do <laughs> you can do all types of shit with it. So yeah, the, which one do you want? To um, I'm fine. You don't you don't want anything? Um, I'll give me give me some of the Devil's Tale. The yeah the, the the problem is that if you take the argument, which I think is a decent argument, that top level domains don't matter because of Google searches, well then top level domains don't matter at all. Because of Google searches, so why should why should you care about a dot sucks or a dot TV or a dot beer? I think the argument. I mean, there's part of this argument of like, why even allow? As I can, why even allow someone to register dot sucks? There's no beneficial value of allowing dot sucks, and by allowing it, you are pretty much saying. We are not the fair arbiters of the internet. We are just in it for the cash. Well, how did dot sucks come about? So there was so when they started announcing the GTLDs, the generic top level domains, companies could propose slash bid for top level domains. If you had millions of dollars, no. we could have. You could have applied for .cbr. Right. Or .avir. Or dot, .what's your company's name? Simplevue. Simple. You could, you could have, That might have been too many letters. Yeah. I don't know what the limit is on the number of letters. It's at least five. Right. But you could have applied for paying like $10 million to get .simpleview. And then you could have had web or www.simpleview and greg.simpleview. Right. No dot coms at the end, just dot simple view ending there, right? So there was a period where you could register for these things. And we, well, I shouldn't say we looked at it. We were saying, hey, should we apply for a dot of year? And then we saw it was like millions of dollars. I'm like, no, we shouldn't apply for a dot of year. But someone said, should I apply for dot sucks? You know, or you could say, should I apply for dot is an asshole? You know? Yeah. 
and uh, and that's what it was. And I can't approve. Dot the, come in my butt, right? I mean, there's, there's <laughs> and so I can't approve. The dot sucks. Like thinking there's like some beneficial reason to have this on the internet. But there's not. So it just shows that there are a bunch of whores that are just... <laughs> I, because it's all extortion. Because people want to protect their yeah. property. Although I can see at least one case where it wouldn't be extortion. Lagunitas. <laughs> Lagunitas not sucks. Hey, yeah, they, yeah. they own it. Yeah. They own it. They took it back. They took it back. <laughs> And what you know? What, what's what's very funny to me is I, I remember I remember back. I guess it was about when did The Simpsons start? Eighty nine, something like that. It was probably something like that. About two years later, there was an Uncle Buck. What year did The Simpsons start? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I believe it was like 1989. It might have been a little bit earlier if you, if you take the Tracy. Oh, Siri didn't even give me a web search. Yeah. You fucking suck. Siri that sucks. Um, th- there was a ABC made an Uncle Buck TV show based on the movie, uh, and there was some consternation about the fact that in the first episode, some kid said to another kid, "You suck." That was a big deal. And they remember reading an article with the guy, the head guy of Fox at the time said, we would, we would never care about that. Talk about the Simpsons. The, the idea that suck had, was a dirty word. Well, but no, no, no. Hold on. This goes a little bit deeper. I'm going to explore this. Suck what? Suck dick. Well, presumably. What else would you suck? A lollipop. That's not an insult. Why is suck dick an insult? Well, at the time it originated, it was, right? And at the time we started Craft Beer Radio, calling something gay because it was dumb was okay. Absolutely. It's funny because I, I recently just looked through some of the sent mail I, I had. I was sending, I forget who it was I was sending mail to, but it was somebody who was criticizing me for using gay and I was defending myself. And now I look at it like, no, now I, I was wrong. I was really wrong. Right. Uh, but yeah. Right, but uh, so you suck, Greg. Why does that hurt? That hurts because I'm insinuating you suck dick. And sucking dick is same. It doesn't insinuate any. I don't think suck has that same con- connotation anymore. But that's where it came from. Where else could it have come from? What's the, what where else it the comes end? from doesn't mean that it has the same connotation anymore. I mean, where did neat or nice or, you know, or bad or good come well, sure, from? Sure, sure. But you and I took. That's so gay out of our vocabulary because we felt it was wrong. Yes. Here's the next step. I feel that we shouldn't say something sucks because it's the same homosexual. Because I, I, I. Do you want to be proven wrong in 10 years, Greg? Do you want to be proven wrong in 10 years? Sure. I mean, I'm just saying because think. I mean, for me, the, I mean, I, I don't think just because sucks became gay had that general cultural thing of dumb. Yeah, yes. And it was perfectly acceptable use for a period of time. Right. And it didn't wasn't tightly linked to homosexuality. 
It was just meant dumb. When we were from sixth grade to high school, 12th yes. grade, for us, gay was acceptable to use as dumb or stupid. On the other hand, I don't think you would have seen Lagunitas as gay. Oh. Okay, so great. I'm glad you pulled back into Lagunitas because the lag- Lagunitas means I disapprove with what Lagunitas is doing. Right. <sighs> But it's still that whole sucks originates back to being shameful for sucking dick. It does. It I mean, does. Where yeah, else? that's the that's the origin. But I don't think that the that the that that connotation still carries with it. I'm not saying that in ten years I won't be wrong. I'm just saying that right now I don't feel like it carries that same connotation and is it too, I, I reserved the right to to reevaluate so whether that's gay is is more closely tied with homosexuality but sucking sucks it sucks to sucking dick to homosexuality is too far Does removed sucks to, necessarily to be... refer at all times to sucking dick what, Suck where is else, a word. what Suck, else no, wait, wait, okay wait, wait. no where what other use of sucks is an is a shameful insult at at a time, there there was a time where even cunnilingus was considered to be a shameful thing. So a woman who sucks is shameful, or a man who who forms cunnilingus on right. another woman. But a guy telling a guy that he sucks. There are multiple. How is that not a homophobic thing? I, I, I think it's only phobic. It's only homophobic if you if you impress upon the uh, the culture that the word is absolutely homophobic, and and that's what happened with gay. And when it was impressed upon us, when when there was a a sort of cultural movement to to take the word and not use it in that way, it. You know, it became a, a progressive thing to do to not use the word. I, I'm, I don't. I'm tor- I don't feel that there's a movement like that for sucks. I'm torn on that. I'm. Uh, I think there's. Sh- I mean, I. I, I this think is a hard one. I mean, this is a really hard absolutely, one. Absolutely, this is because the, there is not I mean, an easy answer. Sucks means really, really stinks, right? I mean, that's how you sucks. It really stinks. I mean, you could use it in in a, in a lighthearted manner. I mean, like when you say, "Oh, this sucks," it means it stinks a lot. Sure. Right. Where when you say, but you could imagine just as closely saying, oh, this is so gay. Oh, this is really dumb. Yes. It's the same abstraction from the root of the homosexuality shame part. Being able to shame someone. Let me reveal something. I have not completely excised gay from my vocabulary. It depends on who I'm talking to and, and, and the situation I'm talking to. But there are really? there are people who I I remember saying to a friend that's glame, and it was my combination of gay and lame. Uh, that that's I mean I'm, I I don't want to shame you yeah. in that. I mean I'm glad you mentioned it, and I'm not trying to sound holier than thou. I have. I can't think of the last time I've used the word gay unless I've used it in a strictly sarcastic way of 
talking to a very close friend like right. you about how I don't use Gandhi. But I can't even think of an example where I've used right. that. Right, you, 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 you've excised it from your vocabulary. If I was except going... Except for in terms of, a, of an actual like descriptive use of the word. If I was going to use gay, it would be the same way I would use nigger. Yeah, right. Which would be a sarcastic... Like, e- either you'd use it very clinically or extraordinarily ironically. Yes. Right. No, I understand that. Uh, and that's normally the case for me. There are a few people where the relationship is such that the language is different. And, and I think that's the case for everybody. I, I, I sure. think that there are... There are conversational like uh, there are conversational ways. Like if you're expressing yourself to 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 people you don't know, or you're you're trying to make the best of yourself, or if you're just simply being you know mostly basically honest about how you talk in general. I don't use gay, but there are a few people with which the, I, I do use it. But I but but it's never meant in that case as a insult on gay people so much as just. We fall back into these things, right, these right. patterns. Of I mean, I, I, I don't want to sound holier than thou. I almost. I don't consider it holier. Than I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised at myself that I've eliminated gay from my vocabulary. Me too. I, 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 I really do think I have for almost you know all situations, but I can't say it. It's, it's, it's absolutely. I mean, because thinking about how I, how much I used to use it. I am kind of surprised at myself that I didn't, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, justify yeah. that it had no teeth and it was just a term that meant dumb and kept using it, even if it was with just my closest friends. And I'm kind of thinking back here and, yeah, I mean, I, I've i abolished it from... My vocabulary. And, I yeah, can't tell you the last time I've used it. Noble of you, and, and I'm not. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't want to sound holier than thou. Yeah, I am. No, as, no, I, I don't mean to. I'm, it's that. more I mean, of a that, surprise. It's a more of a surprise thing. Like yeah. I am not sensitive about words. Uh but yeah, I mean, for some reason, I I've taken that one to heart, I mean, and it's, it's gone. It's funny you mentioned. I mean, I I hate when people say. You know, when people are being very clinical about it and they still say the N-word. I mean, if you're going to be clinical and you're going to describe something, say the word. The word is nigger. It's a horrible word. But if you're going to be very clinical and and you observe it and you're talking about the word itself, use the fucking word. However, of course, using it in a pejorative manner or even using it as a joking matter. Well, that's the thing. There's, There's when you want to use it ironically or in a joke. For me, there's like two levels, right? Yeah. There's like I won't use it in a casual joke, right? But I will use it in a self-referencing, ironic joke. And I think that you know, I, because it's pointing back to the existence, the, right? The previous, it's, it's 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 the meta approach, right? You're, you're yeah. being you're being analytical about it, and and but you're taking the. It's about the word. That's why well, that's it. Okay. I would only use nigger to talk about the word nigger, right? And not about the people that it you describes. You wouldn't use it as a descriptive term. You'd only use it as as describing the word itself. Or to poke a point, uh, yeah. draw attention to the word itself, right? And believe me, it hurts to even say the word. See, for me, it doesn't. Uh, for me... No, I, I feel a, a tinge in my back when I say 
Like, it's hard for me to even, to, to even express it. I understand why people say N-word, but I don't, but it, it feels like that, that's, I mean, that's it, it feels like that's avoiding the word, it, it's like saying the word without saying it, and so that that's what bugs me about it. So if you're going well, I mean, to say the word. I mean, that's passive aggressive, right? Yeah. Is, is, if you're going to say the word, say we're talking about the word nigger and this person said the word. It's, it, then it, the FCC that, allows me to say, especially when you're saying it non-hatefully. Yeah. I mean, like, ignoring that the fact that the word existed doesn't change anything. No, and, and I, you know, it, and I think it's as harmful as as not saying it to to excise it. it, it like, you know, there the other word, you know, kike or um, dago or spick. These other words that are you know very hurtful to people. Uh, I, I think that we need to embrace the fact that they are hurtful to people and understand that they that if we're going to talk about them we should not pussyfoot around them we should expose them for what they are which are vessels of hate i think that's that's well said i think we should move on okay I but i don't think that sucks has reached that point i don't i'm not saying it won't i'm just saying i don't think it reached that point it's interesting. Uh, so I forgot that's what we were initially yeah. talking about, right? Uh, I was looking from gay on down. Um, I, I I still think that why sucks is hurtful, or has that impact? It does, and why we don't say stinks, why we say sucks when it's really bad, as opposed to stinks when it's a little bit bad, is because of the whole. What do you suck? Well, there's there's nothing shameful about sucking a lollipop. There's nothing suck shameful about sucking on anything except no, for but, a wiener. But stinks, you know, may have been considered pretty nasty fifty years ago. It, it, and it, it it's about it's also about what what society accepts as taboo. Right. Things like sucks don't even I mean don't even cover. If you anymore. don't use the word sucks, what how would you describe something that? I mean, there, really st- there has been some people who say we shouldn't say lame because that implies something negative about people who can't are, walk. Yeah, right. And it, it, it's hard to argue with, yeah, but there's not, you know, a, a concerted effort to, to. Well, there's been a lot of stuff I've seen on, on like, about retarded. Retard, yeah, that's, 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 that's a, a great new example. one. That's yeah. the new gay. Retarded right. you can't is say the new retard. Gay. You can't say this is retarded. Even though, like, I was um I, I, I kept meaning to talk about this. I won't get very much into it, but there was a a, a study that found that the, the Casimir effect, which is always associated with uh, virtual particles and the existence of of, uh, of um of of this sort of background stuff, it can be explicitly explained without the use of virtual particles law and, and in fact can be explained as a retarded relativistic uh, well, there's a clinical use of retarded. Force. Yeah, and, and retarded means it and then there's, back in time. Then there's the don't be a retard, don't yeah. be a tard, don't be a re-re. <laughs> but it's weird that, you know, when I think about describing it as a retarded Vanderwaals effect, people think that. <laughs> See, I, I, don't, I, mean, I, I, I understand that, yeah. right? But there's also the, so I've eliminated gay from my vocabulary. Yeah. I have not eliminated retarded from my vocabulary. I kind of have. Uh I mean, it's it, the same level that I have gay. So I wouldn't say that that I that it's it's for every interaction I possibly do. Um, in the same way that 
nigger is excised from every interaction I have. I don't have any interaction with anybody where I would consider that word to be useful in any sense. Retard and gay haven't reached that threshold, but they have reached the threshold where I don't use them commonly or right. So, I mean, for me, retarded and sucks are kind of in the same plane where I, I think they have the same motivation for being removed from my vocabulary. <laughs> so here's where I turn into an awful human being. I um, I find retarded as a useful adjective. Time out, because I got to pee, but <laughs> but I have stories to tell on this that, that make me look terrible, so don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, so the thing that, that, that comes to mind immediately is the... Uh, I love this truck thing, which was like a children's hospital or children's some sort of charity locally. And they had a commercial where there was this kid who was obviously developmentally disabled and he you know was probably like in his teens and he you know he had a truck that he got from this gift fund and he said, I love this truck and when I remember back in the Nauticom days in their twenties, that was at least between me and, and, and several people, that was something. I don't do that, and we do that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So, I mean, the, the the thing about retarded was that it was it was it was very it was bullying. That's what it was, right? It, it's it's very much. I'm better than them. We're better than them. Ha ha. Let's joke mm-hmm. about it. And that's where I think the the realization of the negativity comes in when you realize that it's really bullying that you're doing on people. Sure. Sure. I mean, retarded. Use it the way I always use retarded, and the way we used to use gay is no different. Yeah. Why are you so dumb? Right. Why is this thing so dumb? And uh, yeah, for some reason, like I said, I can't tell you the last time I've used or even wanted to use gay. But I, yeah, I mean, I have not taken retarded out of my vocabulary the same way. Hmm. Not at all. I don't. It. It. it it's. Language is, is such a it's such yeah. an interesting thing in general that when you try to when you try to nail it down, you try to sequester it. You can't. It it's mm-hmm. a, it's an evolving, uh, ever you know, ever changing thing. So you're you're stuck in this in this world of of kind of, of social dimension as opposed to I wonder if it has I'm, I'm kind of exploring out loud yeah. here it is probably make me sound even like a worse person than I currently am but I wonder if I eliminated gay because I mean other than who they sleep with they're normally functioning people right it's hard to think you're better than them, but you know the retards are such dummies. <laughs> and I, I said that ironically. Yes, you know, yeah, right, right, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. You did not say that like he meant it. Uh, just right. to make it clear, right? Uh, I want. I'm, I'm exploring myself. I wonder yeah. if that has anything to do with it. I mean, it, it, if you explore, if you honestly explore the idea, you realize that people who have developmental disabilities, people who we would have called retarded before. Are no, I mean they're they're different in terms of of some of their intellectual abilities, but they certainly have the same qualities of people that make some make them an integral mm-hmm. part of society. So that gets thrown out, and all you're left with is: Do you consider yourself 
on a higher level than them in some way. The fact of the matter is, of course you do, because you consider yourself on a higher level than everybody else in some way. Like I said in, in the show, all stories are about yourself. They're not about other people. All the stories that you make up mm-hmm. are about yourself. You you look at other people and they are characters. But you're a character. You're a, you're, you are a minor player in, a bun- in, in so many other people's stories <laughs> that your story pales in comparison. So... It, it's how we make these these narratives about ourselves and about other people. They they have starring roles for us, and ever and, and all we consider is how other people think of us. When mm-hmm. the reality is, most of the time, other people are, are only thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves and maybe how you think of them tangentially but they're not concentrating on you the way that you think other people are thinking about them and then they're for the most part you come to the realization that most people don't give a shit about you (laughs) right right they don't give two shits and why should they because you don't give two shits about most people else also part of that is a function of how the culture is, but part of that is a function of we can only concentrate on so much before we just get overwhelmed. I don't know whether this is leading anywhere to a, to a specific point, but I think it's all <laughs> relevant in this right. consideration. Mm-hmm. I think we've worn out to the uh, bad words. Okay. Thing. What else you got? Or do you want to do Amazon Anonymous? Uh, I want to talk about the stupid clip from Freakonomics. Oh, okay. So there was this thing. It was I heard it not first on Freakonomics, but first on Science Friday, where they had the "This idea must die." And yeah. It was published from Edge, which is also Edge. remember when, when I when I talked about the structural realism thing. That was a, okay. another one that was an Edge thing. So Edge the, is a forum with a lot of real scientists on it. Well, not just scientists, philosophers, okay. theologians, all types of smart. Lots of lots of smart people. Yes, smart accredited people. Well, well spoken people. So there's people who can present. So like, one of the things yeah. Edge does is kind of like the they they call it this idea must die. It's what are things that are canon that maybe shouldn't be what should we not take as written in stone to go by and so some people came up with some pretty good ideas some people came up with a little bit wacky ideas well i mean there are people who people who some unprovable ideas yeah well like you said you mentioned sean carroll before he mentioned in a couple a couple shows ago he he said falsifiability was something that he should throw out of course, I completely disagree with that. I totally understand why he would want to do that. And I have a lot of respect for Sean Carroll. At the same time, no, you don't throw out falsifiability. N- not if, not in your study. Come on, man, think. <laughs> Whatever. There are going to be dumb ideas expressed whenever questions like this are asked. And you and I both have our own plenty share of dumb ideas. Mm-hmm. Yes, but this was a really, really, really dumb person. Dumb idea, at least. Uh, <laughs> was he retarded? <laughs> so okay. probably gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right. So which one was this? This was the 
the atheistic presupposition. I oh, think, like that. right. Why do scientists have to presuppose that atheism is and and, and the the core of there were many issues that have that. one one of the things is not is that scientists don't presuppose atheism; they presuppose naturalism. They presuppose that everything has a that there's a natural explanation to things, and the reason why we do it is because we've never found a supernatural thing, even though lots of things have been proposed are supernatural. Every time we've looked into it, it's been natural. So that's why we presuppose naturalism, <laughs> because if something were able to be explicable in terms of supernatural stuff then it would become natural because we'd have an explanation for it there's and if you're going to work things that are unobservable into your equations then you lose science power. becomes faith yeah you lose predictability you lose you lose any any power that science has the, the power of science is it, it it really needs to be reinforced Science is not an end-all, be-all. Science is a couple of things: it's a process and it's a body of knowledge. But it never makes any attempts. To, it never makes a claim in, realistically to be an absolute body of knowledge. It just says that this is this is the you know given these things, this will happen, and you have to be given those things. Right. So I mean, this this thing. This guy was talking about how like. He, you know, he obviously a guy of faith who yeah. was a scientist and didn't want to have to be an atheist. Yeah, is what he was doing. It. It's such a tough question because I don't even know what to say. It's, I mean, probably Neil deGrasse Tyson said it best when he said, "If you take, if you take the idea of the unknown as where God is, then God is an ever shrinking volume of stuff." Because every time we come up with an with an explanation for something, well, that's not God. Like we've never mm-hmm. found something right. where the answer is, "Oh, it's God." Right. It's always been, "Oh, and we don't know it, so it must be God." And then we find out the answer, and then, okay, well, that's not God. So God keeps shrinking. Now we only stand only only stand four percent of the universe. Right, but, but I mean, we've had a thousand years of his of history where it's never been God. Yeah. The odds aren't looking good that something's going to prove to be God. Right. To, to, to keep... I mean, if, if you... The definition of insanity is is to keep doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome. If you keep... Thinking you're going to find yeah, God the next step. Yeah. Then cl- clearly that's not working. Change your mode. Uh, it's not that God absolutely doesn't exist is that god doesn't have a place in the way that we use science to understand the world if god did then god would be a part of science not separate from it right it 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 really so it was it was very dumb when i heard it uh, you, oh, I threw it at you. You, you, you told me. You told me to listen to it, and I was like, I think I just responded dumb. <laughs> you like? I don't. Do I have to? I'm like, it's only four and a half yeah, minutes. Listen yeah. to it. And when I was listening to it, I'm like, it was such a different angle from the stuff that was on Science Friday, and it was it was Freakonomics. It had it was. Well, it was, was but Science Friday had a couple of the guys from this whole mm-hmm. thing talking about their stuff as well. Sean Carroll was on that one, and, and a few others. Um, oh, it's just. Yeah. So bad. It was a little bit of me wanting to get uh uh 
you know, I wanted my my opinion reaffirmed. Yeah. I wanted some affirmation from you, but I was like, this just sounds like so much. Oh. It, 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 yeah, someone who hadn't thought. I mean, someone who has not thought his process through, and that's that. People are like that. I don't expect people to not be like that, but it's it still. It, it was. It was kind of infuriating to hear that and be like, come on, man. You have no idea what you're talking about. Saying there's room for God in science. I mean, from I would love someone to have that argument and actually have some. That's the thing, like having convincing things. I would like to think I'm open minded. I mean, there are there's room for a lot of things in science. I mean, if you take the structural realism route, the whole concept of physicalism things are defined by in the physical existence kind of falls out of place. If you consider that the holographic principle is probably true. If you consider that you can describe a four dimensional world as a two dimensional surface and not lose any information, then what does it mean that we exist in three dimensions and we have solid things? It only means that we're just approaching it from a from a perspective that can be altered. And that perspective is, is valid in a totally different sense that, Physicality doesn't exist. So can we say for, for sure that, there, that physical things exist? No, I don't think we can. We can only say that these structures exist, that we can translate from one to another. Uh, and those that's how we define reality, by, by what is invariant under transformation. Right. So, yeah, I think that there is there's a valid point to be made in that pure materialism is not... Is, is not acceptable as an answer to questions about how things work. But that doesn't... But even though we don't understand that perspective that doesn't necessarily open it up to something supernatural or, or outside of the realm of, 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 of the universe that we observe. Okay. I'm nodding my head. Yes. Amazon Anonymous? Well, you're looking. I got one here. It's uh, the Kivala Organic Black Sesame Seeds 32 Ounces Toasted. Someone bought a bag of black organic sesame seeds. And why black? I've never seen black organic sesame seeds. Oh, because before. they're just, they're they're more they, they show up. And I, I've seen them like in sushi and things like that. Oh yeah, they're, they're okay. They you know they're they're a great contrast to the white rice. These black sesame seeds, but they're just there's I mean two like pounds? they're they're like they're like purple asparagus or mm-hmm, or, right. or purple cauliflower. They don't taste any different. They just have a different color in them. These they or brown say, eggs. They do say toasted. They might have a bit of a toasted character. Too. Most sesame seeds are toasted. Okay, sixteen dollars seventy cents for two pounds of it, and it says Kevala uh, organic black sesame seeds are made are are one of the finest selected sesame seeds available. They're toasted and unhauled. They still have their outer hull packaged in a facility that only handles sesame seeds, gluten free. 
Made in well, that's good because there are some people who facility. There are some people who where sesame seeds, you know, packets where there are nuts and stuff. People mm-hmm. have nuts allergies. Right. Uh, allergies. There's a facility that only does sesame seeds. I'm sure it's probably part of a larger facility. <laughs> it's not like it's not like there's a giant like mile long factory somewhere that just does sesame seeds. So it has 93 percent of the reviews are five stars. Here's one. I grew up with sesame seeds. This product satisfies me. If I have more time, I would like to buy raw sesame seeds and roast them myself for freshness. Next one. Very tasty. They add tang to all kinds of food. I use them on bread and in salads. You'll enjoy them. Okay, I'm going to pick an item here that was actually a return. Somebody returned this. The Spielglau Tasting Kit Craft Beer Glass Kit. Now, oh. my guess is that it probably arrived broken, and that's why they mm. returned it. Probably. These... There's been some feedback that they don't chip very yeah. well. Um, this contains an IPA lager, tall pilsner, and wheat beer glass. This, I think these sniffers that we use are what they call their... Uh, pilsner glass. There's a tall pilsner, so I think this oh, is what they call their the lager glass. Nope, not the lager glass. Lager glass Maybe. has a uh, kind of a slant on it. I have the lager glass. So the, they might call it the snifter now. I think they, no, they, the IPA lager, tall pilsner, and a wheat beer. This is not the wheat beer glass. This is not the tall pilsner. This is so. This is their are you looking glass. under orders or what are you looking under? Uh, I was looking under um, uh, not orders, but uh, um, earnings. Oh really? Yeah, and if you seven go days? to no, not seven days, uh, thirty uh, or month long. If you go to the kitchen and housewares, it's the second from the bottom. Okay, let me check this out because I've seen the variety packs, but they always included the snifter. They call it an IPA, which we know what that one is. Tall pilsner. This is not a tall. So it's definitely in there. They have yeah. the they have yeah. the lager, the wheat beer, the IPA, and the tall pilsner. The lager says it contains seventeen ounces, which I assume is this. I assume this. No, no, this. I mean, the picture on the front. Yes. Right. The one on the leftmost is the IPA glass. Yes. The the second one is what we'll call the snifter. Third one's but that's the wheat, not what they call it. I know. Third one's the wheat beer glass, and the fourth one's the lager glass. Lager glass. So they must. So this is the tall pilsner. It must be the tall pilsner glass. That doesn't make any sense. They've all they called a pilsner in the plat in the past. Yeah, but well, here let's let's see what else they got. I'll buy it. <laughs> I, I'm saying you have to buy it. Yeah, well, they call it stemmed pilsner pilsner on this one. Right. That. Yeah. Then then I can understand that. Classic lager is the this one here with the little slant at the bottom. Okay, so yeah, so maybe this is what they call a tall pilsner, but you know, there could be a, a typo in the whole Amazon yeah, description. It's possible, but anyway, definitely recommend these glasses, even though yeah, they may arrive broken. You may have to return them if they arrive broken. But, but buy new ones. <laughs> <laughs> or go to Saver. Or come to Saver, and uh, if you find one, you find us. If you there, find we'll, us, we'll get you. Yeah, some. we'll give you some. Greg is a fiend. 
we don't need any more. That's the thing. We have That's it. We don't. Yeah. We don't. If if we bring any home, it's because we couldn't give them away. Right. However, we do need some of those Bill's Weep Bureau Spiegel glasses. We don't have any of those. All right. Well, that, that'll be our that'll be our mission. Um, Did you see the Weep Bureau glass? It, it's the the bowl looks like the IPA glass. Okay. The bottom looks like the stout glass, but it's only about an inch tall. Okay. Here, let me pull up a picture real quick. It's uh, they're, they're, it's, it's almost like mix and match parts at this point. You know, they're going to have yeah. all these new beer glasses, but there's really not any real innovation. And I, I don't mean to shit on Spiegelow. I think they make fantastic glasses. I think the stemmed Pilsner Snifter glass is the best beer glass in the world. But For, for analysis. For analysis. And, yeah, when I'm drinking an IPA and not analyzing it on the show, I like the IPA glass. Yeah. Um, So you're going to show me one of these glasses? Yeah, I'm going to pull up the Weep Beer glass here. Yeah, so here's a picture. Actually, let's go. Let me pull up this different picture here. It's not the official marketing, but just a photo of the glass. It's taking a while. My internet's internet kind, of, sucks. kind of slow today. I mean, yeah. the the bowl part looks almost exactly the dimensions of the IPA glass. Yeah. And then the bottom part is the stout glass, but half as tall. Yeah, it, it kind of looks like a stunty version of the stout glass. I mean, well, here's here's all three. Here, let me pull this picture up. Here's all three, side by side. Huh. So it's bigger. It's a, it's not the IPA glass. It's a, it's a bigger bowl. But the thing, the thing is that on all of them, it looks like all three of them. The, the, what's this? The 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 same elemental design. Yeah, but but you can see what the best. What do you call the hole at the top of the glass? The lip. Yeah, I guess the, the lip is the same size. Looks like the same circumference, right? It, on all three, this one's bigger. Might be a little bit bigger. It's hard to tell based on perspective. The weeper's bigger. I think the stout glass is bigger than the IPA glass. It'd be easy. Let me go grab a couple glasses. Yeah, grab a couple do you want me to pause or do you want to chit chat? I can. For I'll, I'll chit chat. I'll I'll make uh, I'll make some some time with the, with the listeners. Hey guys, just you and me now. Jeff's out of here, so you know what do you think? Should uh, all right now he's totally out of here. Don't really have much to say. <laughs> I guess I guess I can say awful things about Jeff. Um, he really he 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 smells bad and. Uh, um, you know, he says he's not racist, but he's so racist. It's 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 pretty sad. I mean, he really hates people of any color, especially white people. Um, he really hates white people. He hates black people. He hates brown people. But he really hates white people. That's pretty much the thing. You, you, Jeff just hates all races, and I think that's... Any, anybody who's not Jeffy hates. Oh, hey, hey, Jeff. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> you know, I really okay. hate black people. <laughs> All right. So we have in front of us. Oh, wow. Okay. Every Spiegel glass. Every Spiegel glass. Yeah. So, right. Except the, for the weepier one. Yeah, they're roughly they're the same. The, the stout and the IPA are basically the same size. If there's a difference, it's it's minuscule. The, yeah, it fits inside the wheat. It fits inside the pills. The lager. Yeah. 
and you compare it to... Yeah, it looks like they really like the same diameter for... Actually, look at that. One of these isn't completely round. This would totally shock me. Yeah. So the snifter is a, a millimeter bigger than the stout glass. The IPA They're glass. They're basically the same. I mean, that's... Here, let me see here. It's essentially... It seems like the IPA is a little bit smaller, but that's the angle. So the angle of attack, the angle of the lip matters. I think that's a manufacturing thing. That's like if you took dice and you and you put them up, you'd find that there would be a difference even though they're all manufactured. I would say that the IP glass is like a millimeter less than the stout glass. I would say I would say that one example is not enough to, to give you a full answer to that. Well, let me go get some more. No, I tease. <laughs> uh, so, yes, it could be for some variability. The... IPA glass. The stout glass. They're and roughly the, the same. Yeah. The, I would... I, I, so, remember when we were in that whole thing with the stout glass, right? The, the, one of the things they said is millimeters is miles, right? When Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. Okay. So, <laughs> the, I would say there's probably... A millimeter difference between the IPA and the stout, where stout's bigger, and then a millimeter difference between the stout and the snifter. However, I think more importantly is the angle of the bowl up into the lip, because the IPA glass is pretty straight. The parabola is pretty straight in that cutoff, where... The stout glass is curved in for sure. Yes, and these are fluted. These and yes, the the snifter is fluted out at that angle. So you have three different, three significant different angles of attack at that. Um, but I'm thinking just about aroma, right? Because that it's all going to come out of of this area in terms of aroma. Right. That's all going to be the same. And I think, and I can't tell for sure from that picture, but I'm guessing that the wheat. Looks to be about the same diameter. It's curved it? in. It's like the stout glass. Yeah. So it's not quite as straight. It's a little more curved in. It looks like it's in like like a stunty version of the stout glass, with a larger bowl and a smaller, uh, a smaller stem. So I wonder what. So the stout glass has this like uh, a spade type shape to the yeah. shoulder, right? Where the other glasses don't. I wonder. How much that spade shape comes into play? I, I, I feel at this point they're just kind of taking some elements and mixing them together, right? I mean, if the wheat glass came out and looked like a teapot or something like that, yeah. you know, like a or a great uh, a gravy boat, then you know you could say they're really coming up with some new innovation. But at this point, you and, know, I mean, can you say that it's innovation? You you'd have to do some. You have to find some way of doing a blind, you know, a double blind test on this thing, and I don't know how to do that. Well, that's the th- I mean, these three glasses, the since the mouths are only a millimeter difference or so, mm-hmm. if you weren't touching the glass, if I blindfolded you and fed you beer, yes, you would have a hard time telling which one was which. Presumably, we don't know that for sure. I mean, your lips. Probably wouldn't notice that. Well, no, well, well, yeah, I would have a hard time telling which glass was which. I don't know whether I would have whether the glass would 
impact a different flavor. But that's the thing we need yeah. to do, I think, right. is we need to take all of these glasses, especially these three. Right. The three I, that you're pointing to are the... Are the, the IPA, the Stout, and the Snifter. Yeah. The IPA and the Stout are these custom glasses that Spiegel makes. The Snifter is what Greg and I feel is the best beer glass in the world. Yes. And uh, just go from there. Like, like we... Yes, Spiegel makes the best beer glass in the world. Did they need to spend effort on a IPA glass, a stout glass, and a wheat beer glass? I don't know. I don't know either. However, when I'm drinking an IPA not on this show, I will grab yeah. one of these. I, I mean, I think the reason that we go with the Snifters is their consistency. They've been consistently great. And we drink six-ounce samples. Yeah. If we were drinking 12 to... 16 ounce samples it might be worth it to go for an IPA class or a stock class on yeah but we drink 6 ounce samples most of the time and the snifter can accommodate that the stuff the, those other two classes with the little lower section mm-hmm. all the beers down there and it, it it's not great for evaluation yeah but it's like we say that you know we like to drink the beers warmer than normal and, and that's not to say that I don't drink a beer, a beer right out of the fridge. It's just saying that when I'm a value, when I'm doing something for the show, I want it to be warm enough that I can really pick out the parts. Right. That does it, and I find them just as enjoyable as I do normally. But I drank uh, the rest of that great Monday yesterday. Uh huh. Our taste buds were toasted because that beer was delicious. I'm sure. I'm sure. But that was a very it was very that show was fucked up. Yeah, that was a messed up show. I kind of want to talk about this. If you've been watching At Midnight, then you know this is the case. The women aren't funny myth. So I saw you mention that, and I haven't heard anything recently. But because I'm watching At Midnight, I was thinking about this independently. Because, yes, people think women can't do stand-up and whatnot. And some of my favorite characters on At Midnight are the women. Yeah. And other things in general. Now, part of me personally is I like women, more, I think, more than the average guy does. Okay. I mean, like like professionally, not, not like, oh, I like the women, <laughs> but professionally. I mean, in preschool and kindergarten, like I played with the girls at recess, okay. you know, that kind of thing. And I kind of, and I've always... I'm a, I'm a sensitive guy, I guess. I don't know. I, I've always had a relationship with with women. Sometimes awkward at times, yeah. but, you know. Well, like, I don't buy the whole idea that, that men and women can't be friends. I, that, uh, I mean, while I understand the concept that, that in the back of, 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 of your mind, there's always, eh, there's always a little sexual thing, but I think that that's just... That's everybody. I think. That, yeah, I think there's definitely a sexual thing too. I, I think. I think. That, I think that everybody has so many different parts of their brains going on. That sure that that's in the back of your mind, but there's eight million things in the back. I mean, there's of your been mind. definite periods in my life where I've related to the women more so than the guys, especially in like early elementary school. Like mm-hmm. I remember in kindergarten, like in preschool, like playing kitchen type stuff instead of whatever the boys were doing. You know. I cried a lot when I was a little kid, too. I was a very sensitive boy. That's fine. So was uh, I. So, I mean... And, yeah, I find, I find myself... <laughs> so, so I wonder... So here, here's the introspective part. Is 
I, I enjoy women comedians, especially like on at, the format of At Midnight. I think they they do very well. Right. The this the me looking at myself critically is like, am I enjoying her more because I want to fuck her? You know, she, yeah, right, <laughs> or or not because like a lot of people think females stand up or you know they can't do it, right? You know, meanwhile it's like I enjoy it and. Is it because I want to fuck her, or or, or something else? I don't know. There's, I, I mean, I'm I'm not going to deny that there's a part like Little Esther was on, right? And uh-huh. she's cute. She's adorable as fuck, right? I mean, she's good. What's, who's the other one that's on a lot? The uh, Jen Kirkman is on a lot. Not Kirkman. Uh, shit, the blonde hair, like shortish Barney. Hair. No. no. Uh, um. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of <laughs> let me. I was, uh, Shelby Farrow. That's probably yeah, not, no, no. That's not. Oh, uh, continue your thing. I'll find. Okay, it. but in, in anyway, I mean, it, it is. I, I don't know whether, whether you know sexuality plays as significant a role. It, it, it's just it's something that's there. It, it, if I were gay and I, and I saw some somebody who I thought was funny, then I think I'd like to fuck him too, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that would that would be the case. So I don't I, I I don't know that sexuality plays a role in in how I define the people, but I definitely think that. Uh, the idea that women aren't funny. Oh, Nikki Glazer. Oh, yeah, she's funny. She's funny. And yeah. I want to fuck her. <laughs> uh, Grace Helvig, she's funny. Um, this uh, <laughs> Lauren Lapkus, she hasn't been on. She's been on at midnight, but she's really funny. There's so many funny women out there, uh, and and I think that uh, one of the the, the beauties of, of sort of the the UCB and the the LA community is they've they've taken a lot of strides into into making sure mm-hmm. there's a lot of equality there and, and that the women who are funny are, are spotlighted and highlighted as much as the men are. Mm-hmm. So that that's a good thing you can say. Because I, I don't think that, that takes place as much in the New York comedy scene. You have to be a lot more acerbic in the New York comedy scene to make it. You have to be uh, like a Lynn, uh, uh, um, Lisa Lambanelli or something like that. Right, right. right. Or a Whitney Cummings. You're really acerbic. <laughs> Speaking of female comedians and stuff we've been talking about off the air is uh, the the whole lo- local radio show, the DV Morning Show. Oh right, yes. They had uh, Tammy uh, Pascatelli. Is that her name? Tammy. Don't know. Don't know that name. She was on Last Comic Standing one season. Um, let's see, Pascatelli. I can spell Tammy. I bet you Google would be more helpful. My point is just that women are just as funny as men. The, the yeah, it's Tammy Pascatelli. So she was phoning in to the DV morning show and doing this whole like, oh, I love you guys whenever you're in town. You know, let's see. Here's here's what she looks like. If you you've probably seen her. I don't really care what she looks like, but okay. I mean, you've probably seen her. It's a blurry fake picture. Her? No, I don't remember. Don't know her. No. So she looks kind of like Chelsea Peretti. But anyway, she was on the phone, and they were kind of. It was really weird because she was like kind of shitting on people that have gotten like stardom from YouTube, like because she did it the hard way, the old way. 
Was she going on some dumb reality TV show? Well, she was on Lost Comic Standing, but no, the presumably previous to that, where she would just have to work clubs, do shit, you know, for years, you know, and gain a thing. And she's like, yeah, 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 these YouTube guys, they'll sell out the first time. Second time, maybe. Well, you know, the third time they come back to a city, there's no one's going to show up, you know, that kind of... Yeah, she was pretty... Who is she talking about, YouTube people? Because the YouTube people I can think of... I don't know exactly. like Justin Bieber, who sells out stadiums. Well, and... Stand-up comedians who... Well, she's basically generally talking what about... What YouTube stand-ups? What, what are, she's what generally she talking, talking about people who didn't do it the traditional way. But I don't even know. I mean... People that didn't work shitty jobs at stand-up studio, you know, stand-up clubs across the country for five years before they got their TV gig or something like that. Well, you don't think that the people don't? I mean, everyone works shitty jobs at some point. Apparently, there's a shortcut these days, and she resents it. I guess Grace Helbig would be who she's referring to because she kind of is a, was a YouTube person uh, and doesn't and now has a show, but she's funny. Look, if you're funny, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what it doesn't matter what dues you've paid, right? You know, if it works, it works, and sometimes you just have to respect the people who 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 have the talent to make it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean I agree with you. I mean, if you're not adapting to the avenues available to you, then yeah. you're a dinosaur. <laughs> you know, people bitch about the printing press. You know? Yeah. Put all those monks out of work, you know. <laughs> Sorry they, about YouTube putting your your yeah comedy career out of work. Or there are least. new avenues for success. You don't have to follow the same path everybody else did, uh, and you can make your own path. Now, is it is it true that that if you follow a well worn path, you're like then then you're more likely to get to your destination? Sure. Like there, I would say there are probably many more people who succeed, even though the number who actually do succeed is is still small. There are many people who many more people who succeed doing the the quote unquote hard you know work in in the clubs because mm-hmm. that's a well worn path than the people who do it on YouTube, right? I mean, th- there's a reason why there's institutions like Saturday Night Live and the UCB. They're there to kind of you know to to take people expand their talent and then show them off to the world mm-hmm. and then get them and, and not everybody who goes through Saturday Night Live becomes a big star some people do some people don't right so it's it's just that there are there are these traditional outlets and there are new outlets you got to adapt the, to to what's going on and success success is only measured by by a relative circumstance of what you think is good not what everybody else thinks is good right it was uh oh boy next week i get to ride in the uh exploring and listen to the dv awarding show yay <laughs> uh, i would love to um be able to like play back the old like the the, sh- the dv morning show that i remember like and play it well no play it to myself like today for the first time and 
see whether it was actually smarter than it is today you, or no, not. You wouldn't. You, you would because I've done that. I mean, I've gone back and listened to or watched things that that I thought was hilarious. I mean, there's different or hosts. Awesome. At the I mean, there's time. completely different hosts, right? Yeah. And I I feel that Scott Paulson, one of the old hosts, was a smarter host. He did smarter satire, smarter jokes compared to the yuck yucks that are on today. But maybe not, right? Maybe I would go back and listen and it would be the same yuck yuck. Well, I mean, it's easy to listen today to Richard Pryor and think what he's doing is kind of tame. It wasn't at the time. Right. right. But compared to what we do now, a lot of his stuff is kind of tame. That misses the point of that he was doing this stuff at, at the time that was out there. Uh, but it also... If you, your experience and your understanding of the world of comedy was so I mean, small. I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, it, I don't expect that Scott Paulson's comedic stylings are anything of, of an episode of Community. Right. Or, you know, a, or a Patton Oswalt joke or right. you know, something, you know, like a, something really layered and has lots of, uh, <laughs> there, there's a lot of thought that was put into it and it, yeah, that works on multiple levels, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. When you're a kid, you get excited by really dumb stuff. I've thought more and more about wearing headphones in the morning. I, I just, I'm just i almost at my limit of the DV morning show. <laughs> it's fucking bad. Yeah, I, I, really I don't bad. think there's anything wrong. And the, they, if they just stuck with the funny, even if the funny was lame funny, fine. But they... They're trying to do this whole social statement thing, like too often. It's like what kind of social statement? They're they're going for the social conservative stuff, aren't they? No, no, yeah. not social conservative. They had like okay, so one of the days that it was awkward, awkward mostly because I didn't know where my carpal part or carpal guy stands. They had Peduto on talking about the, the gays he married. It, City Hall or something. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, it's DV morning show. Yuck, yuck, funny. Let's not do all this social commentary stuff on the gays getting married. And then, like, they were talking about... So, I was... Oh, this is good. I was talking to you about... Um, how did it start? It started with... I, I know where I want to go. I'm trying to remember how the origin of the story started. They were talking... Oh, they're talking about climate change. Okay. Right? And Randy, the the main host of the show, made an analogy or a comment about how climate change deniers are like people that don't accept evolution. Mm -hmm. Right? And Val, the news girl, came out as not understanding or accepting evolution... (laughs) And she, like, made these, like, you know, the like, the backed-into-a-corner, rabid raccoon uh, defensive statements, like, if if, if apes turned into monkeys, oh, or God. if apes turned into men, why don't we see apes turning into men today? <laughs> she said that. She said that. Uh, yeah, people... It's this literal, de- literal statement, doesn't happen, denial thing. Oh, and it was, 
and, and actually the way Randy diffused the whole thing, well, they, like, he tried to argue at first. And then he stepped back because, you, you, like you said, you don't win the argument yeah. the first time. And basically diffused the whole thing, watered himself down, watered the whole thing down saying, you know, we're, after what he said, you know, 90% of what we say is bullshit. We're a bunch of yuck yucks on the morning show. You know, this, anytime we talk about something that's socially responsible, just ignore us because we don't know what we're talking about. Something like that, right? But, uh. Sounds like us. (laughs) Doesn't it? They actually went to Twitter and pulled a comment off of Twitter and said it on the air. And it was like, it's not apes turning into men. It's having a common ancestor type thing, right? And Val's like, I never heard this common ancestor. Have you ever heard this? I never heard this. What the fuck's this? Lots of people don't. Yes. They, you know, they, they don't expose She's themselves. the girl that reads you the news every morning. She reads you the news. She isn't, right. She's not actually a reporter. She's a person who reads. Well, 65% news. of the news she reads you is the um, how many orgasms the average person right. has. It's, it's the, morning. That, that yeah. nonsense, yeah. right? She's not. She people who read you the news, the, the people who who are news anchors. These are actors. Right? These are not reporters. These are actors. Mm-hmm. She doesn't understand evolution because she has no had had no education in that, and that's fine. If you don't have an education in evolution, I don't expect you to understand evolution. Yes. If you have had an education in evolution and you still deny evolution, then there's something wrong because... It's a shame the people that read us the facts don't understand the facts. Base their lives on a false set of facts. Yeah. (laughs) I'm here every morning to read you the facts. Right. Monkeys come from men. (laughs) Or opposite. Whichever. It was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. That I mean, that's that, that's the thing that happens all too often on this DV morning show is they try to they try to do some kind of social commentary and just stick with the funny, even if the funny's not funny. Just stick with the funny. <laughs> I don't. Yes, uh, if you're if you're doing a show aimed at being comedy then it, it's it's best if you keep trying to aim it towards comedy but they, they are doing what four hours probably yeah and how much of that are they actually doing the show 30 percent 40 percent and with commercials and yeah. music 30 percent so it's still like an hour and a half or so of actual of them actually talking Daily, five days a week. But they do interviews with their sports guys and their comedians who are at the improv. Right. And so, I mean, that's that's a good but, 30, 40 But I minutes. mean, these are guys on the radio. These are not guys who are talented enough to not to, to, to not have to be on the radio. They should, you know, 
they should be talented enough to know to stay away from the social commentary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you you get guys who do like you know comedy bang bang. You know, Scott Ackerman does a a comedy show and he manages to. I mean, it's edited, but he does you know an hour a week, but he manages to steer everything towards comedy. There may be stuff cut out that gets into weird things, but he steers or comedy. Now you get something like Mark Marin. He steers things towards not comedy, towards political and other stuff and you know, stories about people. It, it's more of a public interest than it is comedy show. And it, it, there are all types of ways you can approach it. I don't necessarily think that they should just avoid doing politics unless they are, like you seem to say, just no good at it. <laughs> So just drop it. Uh, but it sounds like they aren't very good at the comedy either. So what are they supposed to do? That's it. I mean, I remember when I was much more young and naive, much better parody songs, you know, with deeper tie-in to whatever the song was about. And now I just it just sounds yuck-yuck to me. You wanted to play a Green Day song. I remember there was a time when I loved Green Day, and I listened to this stuff, and I and now I just hate it. <laughs> and so, so that and and I'm not saying that Green Day is Green Day came bad. around at a pretty uh, pivotal time in my you know yeah, in my I, development. I'm, I'm not saying that Green Day is necessarily bad. I'm saying that I am so like over it that I hear it, and I just it's like Beck for me. I'm so over it that I hear it, and it's like oh god, I just don't want to uh, hear okay. it. So it, it's it's not that I think that. Your taste is terrible for liking this. Sure. It's just that. Well, I haven't listened to much Green Day in a long I'm time. I'm over it. Well, so yeah, I wanted to play a Green Day song, something off of Dookie for the intro. And that was back in what, 94 yeah. came out. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a pretty interesting time in my, my life and the way I was introduced to Green Day. It, it was, it was impactful. And. I haven't heard much of that. Those songs, other than Basket Case, I haven't heard much of that over the last ten years. So nostalgic. But I, I, I remember playing that thing on repeat. So I, you know, I, I'm just. So I mean, so I I'm never, out I never got burned out of Green Day per se. But there was a band when it first came out. I, I, the genre that it was in, it really struck a chord with me, and that was Matchbox Twenty. Okay. Right when it was fresh and new, I'm like, "This is good stuff." Oh my god, could you play Matchbox Twenty anymore? No, you could not. What is a Matchbox? I'm trying to think of a Matchbox Twenty song. I mean, I I would know it if you said it, but I, I, it's not coming to, to mind immediately. Don't, you don't, uh, you don't no, play. no, no. I can sing it, but it's no good. I gotta play it. Uh, I mean, I I I think when I think of Matchbox Twenty, I think of like Pearl Jam. I think of stuff that I never got into. I did, did I always oh, wondered why that could be it. So that. Matchbox 20's genre. So I was a fan of the Clarks, the Pittsburgh band, right? Yes. And uh, Matchbox 20 was probably the closest big, like the one that broke it that was the, the could have been the Clarks. So so 3 a.m. I was thinking that song. Yeah, that's the song I was thinking of. It's three AM. It's Sunday morning, right? That, that. I've heard the song. I, I hate this song because I've heard it so much. 
Yeah, this is what I thought it was. I, I wasn't sure, but I was like, this is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is very Pearl Jammy to me. And Counting Crows-like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I never liked that stuff. I never liked that uh, that style of song. Yeah, so... Uh, I mean, I liked Matchbox 20 until, like... It was played incessantly for two years, and then I'm like, I never want to listen to them again. Right. But that genre, the the genre of that kind of rock, that is, yes, it's Counting Crows. It's it's not so much Dave Matthews, but it's definitely the Clarks mm-hmm. and uh, the Y Store. It kind of evolved into like Coldplay, right? That sort of. <sighs> I. I I would say no. I despise Coldplay a lot. <laughs> I, I'm just it, if evolution but, doesn't mean be, getting better, yeah. it just means. <laughs> well, no, but I'm saying like if it had a similar uh, function or a similar sound to Matchbox Twenty, then I wouldn't hate Coldplay as much as I hate Coldplay. Okay. I, I they they feel to me like. Just you know, basic steps on 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 maybe, random. Maybe it is, and it just lost me. But yeah. I mean, to me, I would. My gut feel is polar opposite. I mean, not opposites, but like not even in the same ballpark. See, and my feel is like they're you know very kind of. Stringy, heavy guitar. Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of course. Right. <laughs> Hooting the Blowfish is, is a great example of that type of stuff. Now, I, I'm just saying that, that Coldfish was sort of the... Uh, Coldfish. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were just like, a, a, you know, t- taking that stuff and then applying a more atmospheric kind of sound. Emo type thing. Yeah. It's just, you know, mashing some styles together. Because that, that's what it is, right? I mean, that, that's what it all is. It's, it's like I said, it's a random walk. Mm-hmm. Like evolu- That's what evolution is, is a random walk. And you're just trying to... Just, it just happens. And, and whether it's better or not, right. that's, that's, that's up to the, to, to, the, uh, to the environment to decide. I, I see this paused frame from the Matchbox 20 song music video. I'm like, what the... F-? Like I might have to watch this video just to see what kind of nonsense. Music this is. videos can be very, very strange. You remember the great ones. You remember like sabotage. What a great video. Yeah. But mostly, the song is kind of irrelevant to the video. The video is just mm-hmm. great. Um. Yeah, that's Spike Jones. He was a great video director. But then there are other ones where you're just like, what the what the hell is going on? And there are other ones where you just think it's really neat. But like the, that Jamiroquai song, I didn't really like the song, but I thought the video was kind of was was a cool concept where he keeps walking, but uh-huh. never it was a single shot. It. Yeah, I think it was single shot. But it, but the, the room kept changing. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was just a cool concept for. Yeah, me. I mean that Jamiroquai video was kind of like. Um... I'm drawing a blank. Who's the guys that did the treadmill? Okay, video? go. Okay, go. Yeah, they're, they're videos, right? Yeah. I mean, did you see the... Did I show you the one with the drone, the, the scooter yes, thing and the yeah, drone and whatnot? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just starting to think back, like, 
the the the, the heady days of MTV. Uh huh. I remember watching the music video kind of on Saturday nights right before we had to go to church, and uh, I remember I remember at the time like really hating all these dumb rap songs. Now I like all those songs I love, like the Gin and Juice. Man, I I think that's such a great song. I never I never got it. When I was that, you know, I just, I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't so much into the rap stuff. I was definitely into the rock and roll uh, and metal type things. But, man, that was such a weird. I still don't understand why Regulators was so popular. I mean, I. Yeah. <laughs> it's too R&B for yeah. me. Uh, I don't know. It's such a weird time. Like, it's such a weird experience in, in growing up and, and in history where, you know, you would. Glue yourself to the TV to wait for a video. Especially very different world. It, it, it's only been twenty years, but, it's a but, very but it world. was a narrow slice, right? Because before yeah. that, people didn't have that concept of watching videos. And after that, it's on demand. And yeah, and, and it's <laughs> that's. It, People kept complaining, oh, MTV doesn't mean music television anymore. Well, the, the problem is that music television was only viable as a <laughs> as a method of entertainment for five or six years before other things started to get in the way. So the, I, course, I'm pretty sure so told- MTV exists as an entity, but they don't do music television. The same way ESPN doesn't just do sports. Pretty sure I told this story before, but I wish I, would, I, wish I knew which year this was. I'll have to ask my parents. AMC does all when, that. When we got cable... Right, the day we got cable, I remember it. It's such a clear memory. We got the cable box that I'm sure I've seen on the Goldbergs, where it's this little had had wood um, paneling, yeah. contact paper on yeah. it, and it had probably 16 buttons, and then it had a little switch where you wanted the low 16 channels, the high 16 channels, and you'd hit it. And I remember the cable guy was there installing the cable, and I'm like, which channel's MTV? Which t- I mean, the market. I was all in on the marketing. The first thing I asked the yeah. cable guys, and it was Channel Seventeen. I remember Channel Seventeen was MTV, and uh, I remember watching MTV just because that's what the cool kids did. Yep. We our culture is still very much. That's what the cool kids are doing. That's what we're doing. We're yeah. we're social creatures. Yeah. But yeah, how funny is that? I can remember what channel MTV was the day I got cable, and I can remember like the phone numbers of my two best friends in high school sure. or middle school, high school. But I don't know my wife's phone number, <laughs> or I know my wife's phone number, but I don't know any other. You know, uh, there's there's no reason for you to know that. Well, information. sure. If, if we still, if you still had to dial directly, you'd know that well, information, sure. right? But you don't have to. So yeah, so I mean, all, all those things. But you know, to- like even numbers I didn't call very much, but I called in that era. Like my uh, godparents' sons, like it was well, three, it's the same, six, it's four, the same four, way two, that, three, that, that we remember the all the trials and tribulations of childhood and the shit yeah. that we went through, but we don't remember the, the trials and tribulations that we went through two weeks ago. Even yeah. though they're, they're they're the same on the emotional scale, but they mm-hmm. didn't have the same impact because they they didn't they weren't at the very base of the tree of this you know right. stuff. Right. Yeah. We're remembering stuff that's in our trunks, you know that. The very basis of who we are. Of course, you remember that. Yeah, here uh, it's it's fun though. I think, like, but the cool thing is that bring it back to the beginning. 
if you work hard enough, you can change some of that. You can change the way that you out, that your outlook is, and you can change the way that you act. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just takes a lot more work. Right. It's 3 a.m. It's <laughs> 3 a.m. It's Sunday morning. Jeremy Shokin. Here's the other. <laughs> Here's the other video that came to mind. This is a. Uh, where's the other audio? <laughs> this is nonsense. Guns N' Roses video. It's only like 30 seconds long. Okay, that was weird. weird. Uh, I plugged in the line feed to play the Guns N' Roses video, and it stopped recording. It was weird because I I was listening to the Guns N' Roses thing, and then I heard talking in the background, and I was like, what's going on? It was the beginning of of our pre-show. So, So, anyway, it's a dumb Guns N' Roses song. What was the name of it? Uh, Garden of Eden. Garden of Eden. So you can listen to that if you want to. Anyway, we, we've bored you for long enough. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. That was a good post show. I like that. I like good, nice, you know, deep post shows like that. I, I agree. Stop being so gay. <laughs> <laughs>